is Thursday. RawMikeRichards.com, broadcasting live from the DKI studios in downtown Toronto. 234 King Street East, out of the stunning Pacific Junction Hotel. Coming up today, oh, the Jets, the Jets. I think they were probably cursed by what was the stupidest opening to a hockey game I've seen in quite some time. I mean, it's Las Vegas for Christ's sakes. I mean, make it, you know, it started off great, but then then the ending was like a, a grade 11 high school project. And then everyone cheered? What? Take a look at some basketball as uh, the Rockets played almost a perfect home game. I'll be honest, though. When Golden State goes in and steals the first one, that's kind of what your job is. So I wouldn't play too much into the second game, but it was how the Rockets play. Bartolo Colon. You know they always say, Dave, as an athlete, use what you your God-given abilities to make a play. And he did. Yes, he did. His gut. Also for, and this is a guy show, real helicopter crashes. I mean, real ones. Cameras rolling, you know, because we've seen them, you know, in the last 20 years. How many times you see like a, what do they call it, CGI, you know, computer generated, and, and all of a sudden, you know, bl- props are going everywhere and you hear that sound? Is it accurate? We'll find out. And a pretty cool Red Bull prank where a college in California called Ventura College, it's where guys go who need to get that extra year so you know they can get into a bigger program or pros. Well, in this case, Red Bull puts uh, Jared Goff in disguise. Mm. Puts like dude hair on him. Yep. And he walks as a walk-on, as a transfer. And guys are like, who's this? Oh, he's our new guy. Doesn't look very good. And on purpose, he kind of junks a couple of ball stays. Yep. And then he chucks one. And they're like, whoa. Yeah. So I, you know what? I've seen the basketball ones a million times. The basketball ne- ones are great. Yeah. And I've never really seen a football one. Nope. So this was done mm, about a month ago, maybe less than a month ago. So I thought if you haven't seen it, uh, we'll play that because that was uh, pretty cool. We also might go over the, the, the real Rudy Rudiger, the real play that I don't think I've really seen in real time. Nope. And how Hollywood sees Rudy. little different. There's, right? yeah, there's a slight difference, Dave. Just a slight difference. Uh, you talked about uh, yesterday, Dave, the uh, just the venues of what happens in Olympics, especially especially Rio. You got to see. It's, it wasn't that long ago. It's not like the Olympics were held in 1940. You got to see. what It's just awful. Now, I, I didn't uh, get the collection uh, to, to show on screen uh, about the numbers lost. Mm-hmm. That is the dollar figures. What I find interesting is like, you know, 25, 30 years ago, the IOC took about 14% of the, the gross income, I guess, of the numbers of, of each city that, that hosts the Olympics. But Dave, they are the IOC. You know what the last one was, their take? 50? 75. No. Wow. They're just thugs. Wow. They're just mafia. Why in God's name? You would ever not only trust these people, but as a city, as a country, why would you host them? Yeah, no kidding. Dave, Greece lost, I don't know what they lost, billions? Like, money that they didn't have to begin with. True. Like, like there is such, if you go to Greece sometimes, be careful on, and and I have a couple of friends who, uh, my buddy Brian in Dallas, 
he and his wife were going over, and they're like, you might want to check how much they're charging for the rooms before you go. He's like, why? Because oh, that room that was probably in, in, in conversion was like $175 might be $800 a night because they, they're broke. Yep. And then you go to these bank machines where they have, how much money do you need to buy a loaf of bread? A million dollars? Like it is, it is probably one of the scariest nations in terms of financial viability, probably in all of the, the European market. Disaster. Why? It's fair. Well, there's a lot of reasons, but the Olympics didn't help. It didn't help. So we'll look at some of those numbers because they're uh, they're uh, frightening. Uh, last night, uh, aside from the frightening beginning at the uh, what's the Vegas uh, Team Mobile Team Mobile T T Oh like T Mobile T Yeah. So so if you if you want to jack up the crowd, I get all that. Mm-hmm. And and you know what, Vegas has done some pretty cool things. In fact, the very beginning when they had the quotes on the ice about how shit they were going to be. Yep. And then the crowd's like, yeah, you bastards. You know, that kind of stuff. And it was like, that was really good. I thought that was... But then they kept going. Then the sword fight guy's got to come on, I thought. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, what is sword fight guy? By the way, not the strongest of skaters. No. What is... What is no, sword... it almost... It almost... It, it rivaled... <laughs> it rivaled what we saw in Ottawa with the center, with the fat, with oh, the fat, and what was fat he? Trojan, fat Trojan, the guy, fat Spartan yeah. or whatever yes, he was. Yeah, one of those warriors. Chubbs, Chubbs yeah. McSpartan. Don't want to mess with him. Yeah, <laughs> you might want to jog five seconds to your left, and he would fall over. It was but... like Jared the Subway guy, but not skinny. Yeah. <laughs> and trust me, you don't want to be Jared the Subway guy right now. <laughs> yeah, no. Somewhere in one of those jails. <laughs> yeah. Although I understand he's very popular. They do something to him called the Subway Sandwich. You don't want it. It's not on the menu. And so so then they have the jet guy come out, and he's not exactly the strongest. He gets hoisted up to the ceiling with the little the magic uh, cables. Yeah. And then a, a, a what would you, like a slideshow. It was terrible. Mm. It looked like a video game from about 1984. Yeah, I don't know if it was that late. And, yeah. and, with the, the commander, what was it called? What was it? What was the the... the the Commander sixty four or whatever the the first version was, it 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 just died a painful death and everyone cheered just because I guess flames came out from sure. somewhere. Yeah. I didn't get it. I guess the reality was that you know in these games in these playoffs there is a blueprint that that when you see it number one I think scoring early is a very good sign. Number two it's just turnovers, Dave. The turnovers are lethal at this level of hockey. It could be a bad line change. But more importantly, it's about puck possession in your own end. The forecheck, when it coughs up pucks, I'm more than not, Dave, it ends up in the net. And this first goal, I thought was, uh, you know, there was a bunch of mistakes that made. Even Hallebach, I think, got fooled a little bit on what he wanted to do with a poke check. Yep. I don't think he wanted to do that because, you know what, he's so good that if you just told him to stay in the crease, he's probably going to stop 95% of those shots. I understand why he did it, but it was just a very sloppy play to begin the game, like literally, and I think it was it was, it was, was the kind of game where in my heart, watching it, of course I'm cheering for the Jets anyway, but I really thought they were going to tie that thing up. I was shocked that thing did not go to overtime, really. Here is uh, the game, once again, property of the National Hockey League. It is the Knights and the Jets. Tatar and Blake Wheeler in quite a battle off the faceoff for no apparent reason except territory. Wheeler throws the puck at the net. They score! Tipped in by Mark Shifley. Another sharp angle pass or shot. Tipped in and the game is tied 1-1.
Okay, so obviously I didn't show the, the first goal. I must have been uh, angry this morning. But again, it is a turnover that, uh, that creates this, Dave. Yes. But devastating, like literally seconds later after the faceoff. From the top line, Shifley from Wiener. Back the other way, score! James Neal from Eric Hala. I mean, that's a killer, Dave. It's just an absolute killer, a giveaway. And Now Neal, who's on the other side, taking away the boards. Justin Buffalo. Kyle Connor. Like seriously, they're just kind of fluky, ugly goals, and it's what it's what's killed them. James Neal back the other way, chipped the puck, got it back himself, takes the shot, gets the rebound himself out in front, touch, scores. Now, what are you thinking at this point as you're watching the game? Oh, that th when, when we were, they were up three to one, I thought, frick, you know, they they have to get one by the end of the second period. They weren't able to do it, and then they got that early goal in the third, and yep. I thought, okay, they still have this. He still have. This. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I truly did. There's one thing that I'll comment that I would make on this, and it goes to goaltending, and you don't see it often anymore or that much. But the athleticism of Mark Andre Fleury He's played awesome, is yep. just fantastic. He he was the if they have a different goalie in net, I don't know if if uh, Vegas even wins the game. To be honest, that's how good he is. You're the hero, and here's just a great job of heads up play. Puck flanked off the back of the net. James Neal hustled to it, protects the puck, poke check. Tyler Myers with a poke check, and here he goes on a breakaway. Now, here's the thing. When Tyler has a breakaway, he doesn't have the huge finish. I wasn't thinking no. he was going to put it in, to be it honest. It looks awkward, too. Yeah, it's tough. It's not his game. But Flurry, man. Wheeler takes over once again. Stop. Shifley, one timer great save. That one right Another there. Shot. That's that series right there. That to me said it all. On to change at the biggest pitch. Back in comes Buckley. Drives wide. He's having a look out front. His wraparound. Flurry stopped the loose puck. Wheeler's backhander. Shifley's on top of the goaltender. So they will get an empty netter. That uh, the final being 4 2, but uh, the press they had on there. But. As I said, in this day and age, there's a certain size of goaltender. They want to see him at a certain height. They want to know that when he goes down and covers everything down low when those pads are out in the butterfly style, the whole Francois Allaire, you know, teachings is how they play goal for the most part. But if there's a, a goalie out there, and there's a couple of them, that, that not only are able to kind of morph that style with the athleticism, I think, uh, uh, I think Jonathan Quick is another goalie who has, uh, has that in him. Uh, who else would be? I don't. Th I don't think I put Holtby quite into that category. Not like this. No, not no, like this. Not like this. But uh, once again, two games to one. But if you're if you're the Jets, you still know that you can beat this team. You have beat this team. And I think if they if they tie this thing up and they go back two games apiece, I'm not surprised. I don't think it's a panic. No, no, I, I don't think so either. You know, when you look at it too, and you're right. Truba, mistake, one goal goes in. Hallerbuck, mistake, second goal goes in. Shifley, mistake, third goal goes in. Jets shoot, uh, uh, fire 32 shots in the final 40 minutes at Marc-Andre Fleury, and he turned aside everything but two. Uh, he was the difference in the hockey game. Vegas capitalized on every single mistake that the Jets made, and they only made three or four, to tell you the honest truth, mm -hmm. in the game. It wasn't, you know, but it was just so frustrating that – they swarm, they suffocate, and they play very well. They're a very well-coached team. Uh, they're earning respect of not only people that haven't watched them, including myself, 
Uh, do I still think the Jets are the better team? Yeah, I do. I, I really do. And I think this team is still going to win the series, and I still think they're going to win game four. Uh, but, uh, man, what a garbage effort by the Jets in the first period. Three shots on goal. They allow that first goal 35 seconds into the hockey game. <clears throat> so, sorry. Uh, and, you know, you have the hype crowd, and then and then 35 seconds into the hockey yeah. game, that happens. It's it's the, it's the worst-case scenario, and they signed up for all of it. So It's like throwing a match on the gasoline that's already spilled all over the yeah. ice. It just was uh, – and, again, you could tell they just – they it, it took them a while to readjust, but that's why, i got to be honest, in that third period I thought, they're going to they're gonna tie this thing up sure. because they're all over them. Difference, as you said beforehand, Marc-Andre Fleury. When they, if they ever made a movie of this guy's life, because he has had some real incredible ups, he's had some almost internationally bad moments down. I go back to the World Juniors, that goal that, hey, there's some goalies that never recover after a bad goal. It's just that kind of position. He has, he's had his ups winning cups. Then there's times where they thought he's, t- you know, he, he is a, an Achilles heel yeah, he's- on the same team where he's won a cup. Then he comes back and he plays well again, and they still get rid of him. They take him to a – he goes to an expansion team that never existed, and now they're in the conference finals in their first year. It really is a remarkable story. My hat's off to him because I think he has been just an incredible story in a year of really some some pretty incredible stories. Yeah. Um, you're he, looking at, you're looking at you know, a guy that you know a lot of people might laugh at this, but I, I look at his numbers with – 404 wins, three Stanley Cups, you know, uh, numerous appearances for the national team at a lot of different levels. This is a Hall of Famer. That generally, if I'm looking at those numbers and you don't say who, okay, if you don't say who that is, yeah. and you just say those numbers, is that goalie in the Hall of Fame or not? Because you didn't even talk about all-star appearances or anything. No, no. I, I and, and the thing is, it's uh, like I, I think we're looking at a, a, you know, I'm not saying we're looking at a, a Patrick Waugh heir apparent or the guy that'll surpass Marty Brodeur's records. No, no, we're not. Those are two different goalies. But is this guy a Hall of Famer? I'm I'm checking the box. I yes. think I, I agree with you, Dave, because I mean, there is because of the like there's a stigma about him, which I think is a little bit unfair. I think it's harder to go through rough times and then still come back to a level of accident, excellence. I don't know how many goalies, quite frankly, I can think who have reached the highs, hit some lows, and that that wasn't a gateway to the American Hockey League. Or you're a number two now for the rest of your career. By the way, that was win number 72 of the postseason for Marc-Andre Fleury, now now eighth overall in the history of NHL goaltenders, surpassing Jacques Plante. I'm just saying, if you want to sit there and argue with whether he's a Hall of Famer, surpassed Jacques Plante. Okay, this is going to go on Twitter then. We're going to Twitter this. You're watching this now? You're on Twitter. Is Marc-Andre Fleury a Hall of Famer to you? You make the call. See, that's a good promo right there. You can just cut that right there. How easy was that for you, Russell? But not that part that he just said. Yeah, Or what I'm saying right now. And edit. (laughs) Like yesterday's entire show. By the way, people love the the 13-year-old playing uh, hot for teachers. She was fantastic. Yeah. Even guys who, who follow us are in bands. Uh, um, uh, Corbin Dallas, who's yep. always in there, he's like, I can't play like that. I've been in a band for three and a half years. Uh, I know he was kidding, but 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 seriously, uh, we just, you know, the sound was, was uh, being mean to us, but we got through the show. Uh, also last night, uh, as it Rockets, Golden State, the Rockets played the Rockets game. Golden State got manipulated a little bit, but you know what? In the NBA, Dave, and you see it all the time, 
eh, we'll just lose by 20. We won our first game anyway. Sure. Like, you don't want to be betting on this sometimes. Seriously, you don't. This the, this series looks to me like they went out, they played the perfect road game in game number one. They get the win. They get that split going away. They're happy with it. They want to go home. This is the interesting thing. Can Golden State take two away from a really excellent Houston Rocket team? Uh, CP3, you know, was out there doing what he does and James Harden. But the fact was, once they took that lead, they could never close like that 10, 11-point gap. Sometimes they get it down to eight. But the thing is, I believe anyways, and I've, I see it in the, in, in the NBA all the time, it seems like internally, Dave, if you emotionally aren't going to match that team, at some point you're like, well, let's just get them at home. And yeah. that's when you're sitting there betting on it going, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> No, don't fold. Don't, 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 don't say the game's over. Well, they did, and Houston walks all over them once again. Property, the National Basketball Association, and their NBA broadband properties. Paul is on. His Paul is on already. Flips to the corner. Tucker for the other side. Yes. Against Draymond Green. Remember, this is a Houston team that shot the most three pointers in, in NBA history, and that's the way they're playing here tonight. Tucker flyers to the corner, but Ariza steps back to the three, and the three, yes! Picks it out. Paul on the drive. The swing of the ball. The three, for this Houston yes! Anyways, that goes on, and then and they don't uh, close the gap. Uh, they get uh, relatively blown out if you're looking at by the numbers, Dave. But you know what? Once once that game had that kind of balance, and then obviously they targeted Curry. That's what you need to do. But as uh, Marv said, you know that's that's a team that made the most threes. People don't realize that, but that is what the Rockets did for three. Yes. I get a daily morning report from CBS Sports, and one of the opinion articles were, when P.J. Tucker scores more points than Steph Curry, you know there's a problem, and that's exactly what happened yesterday. P.J. Tucker, nice nice analysis, too, by CBS. Uh, 22 points for Tucker, uh, only 16 points, I believe, for Curry. So you sit there and you go, that's your superstar, and that's a bench player. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you do the math. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm not sitting there saying I'm I'm, I'm uh, nervous betting on Golden State. No, I'm not. But a nice bounce back for Houston, which these two are the best two teams in the NBA, even though there's an Eastern Conference matchup going on right now. You know, when you first said uh, <laughs> you have a, a, a service you get every morning from CBS, I thought it was like one of those uh, one of those wake up services where it's like you're sitting there sleeping all of a sudden you hear Dave, Jim Nance. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder Hello friends. If you're Hello friends, are you are you tired this morning, Dave? I understand that. But here's uh here's what the road conditions look like today and let's go to Butler's cabin and Oh, Dave, the traffic is going to look like a, <laughs> That would be a good uh, service. Yeah, yeah. I I might sign up for that. Now, what like, do they call it? They have certain words they have to use, right? Uh well, they have to when you're describing Butler's cabin, yeah. it has to be historic. The historic Butler's Cabin. Yeah, you yeah, have to use the word historic with it. And then when you're describing Master's um, uh, background, there's certain adjectives they probably hand you on a oh, piece yeah. of paper yeah. and say, this describes this and this describes that. Have at her. Who's the old boy who always does that? They always go to that. 
You know, he's talking about here going into the story about like happening. Because I'm thinking, you know, that, that guy is, they got him. Well, it was, it was. Um, there was a guy who did it for, since 1910. Yeah, but he's, 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 he's dead now. He's yeah. dead? Yeah. yeah um, I always thought that guy was going to go, his well, no, it's, it's a, it's, there's a name, Woody? No, not Woody. Uh, well, someone's going to. You know what I'm it. talking yeah, about. Yeah. Because I always thought he was going to go, it's all about like happening, you know, uh, years ago when the sharecroppers uh, and the slaves. No, 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 <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Tiger Woods, you're, you won that tournament because back in my day. No, 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 no. Hootie. Hootie. Hootie Johnson. Hootie Johnson. Hootie Johnson. There it is. Yeah, he's passed away. Yeah. He's passed. But, yeah, I mean, but everyone's going. Like, <laughs> you know, Colonel Sanders used to say, no, 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 cut and fade. Go to <laughs> go to Amen Corner. <laughs> Here's a look at Amen Corner. <laughs> Why are women on this course? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, was that was that guy who won last week? Wasn't he a Jew? No, sh- cut, cut, and cut. Oh yeah. There, you, wait, you tell me that didn't go on there? Trust me. And then the Deep South. Woo. Yeah, my name is Mister Goldstein. I'd like to get a. Uh, what do you have? A membership? Or what is it? Uh, a lottery? No, they're not getting in. Uh, hey, speaking, and I said this before. As an athlete, it's 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 commonly said that you need to give your God-given talents a chance to win and use those God-given talents. Well, I will tell you that uh, Bartolo Colon, uh, last night, Dave, he used his God-given attributes. He sure did. <laughs> to make a tremendous baseball play, property of Major League Baseball and Major League Baseball advanced media. Well, this is no better no better competitor than... than- than Colby. He knows exactly what he, he can do. Oh, Bartolo Colon is all right. That ball hit hard off he's of Colon. He got the out. I'll tell you what, he's a great athlete, though. I think he gets his glove on this. This is great athlete. rocket back at him. And he didn't oh, get his glove on no. him. <laughs> but, but, I mean, you know what? I mean, he's got a little protection there, you know? He's got a little bad. bit of say. He's grabbing his belly like that. Yeah. It, it hit me. Yeah. You said he had some yeah. protection there. He got some protection there. Can, do I believe that he just said? That Bartolo's a great athlete. What is your definition of athlete? Getting out of bed? It's a low standard is over it, there happening. Like Dave standing? Yeah. Is stand, he's a tremendous athlete. Look at him sit in that chair. Yeah. He's looking really... Yeah, yeah that looks like two burritos and a tamale. Uh, but he, he made, but he, he is remarkable. Like, you know, when he gets a home run stuff, lo- people freak out. The like, longevity of his career is... It's remarkable. By the way... He's the last remaining Montreal Expo in baseball. Okay, I never would have thought of that. Yeah. So that's telling you something. You know how long Montreal's been out of Major League Baseball, which, you know, RIP. I miss them every single day when we talk baseball. But Well, Jonah is, Carey was always he's he thinks they're coming out. I, I I he's got a bias because he grew up in yeah, Montreal, but he yeah. really believes that Montreal will have a major league baseball team at some point. I think it's a very, very uh, similar situation to what the Winnipeg Jets went through, where in your heart of hearts you you know they belong, but whether they come back is another thing. And yeah, I'll uh, I hope. I cross my fingers and hope that the Montreal Expos return or they get an expansion team or somebody moves somewhere, but uh there is a place for baseball in Montreal, and I and when they do return, they will be the Expos, and they will wear those uniforms, but, and those but, are timeless. But the Big O, do you think? No, because no, they they'd be have the facility. new facility. It has to be, and and you think hockey facilities and, and and football facilities are expensive? Baseball facilities even more expensive. 
Yeah, so, I, I, I wonder where they'd have to put that thing. I mean, that's the that's the other part of it too. Yeah, because you can't sit there and say, okay, well, we uh, we 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 have the the rights to yes, we're going to get this, but you can't put the stadium, you know, an hour outside of the city. You have to try to find land within the city. You see, that, that's why like, that's the, the toughest part. Like McGill Stadium, where they where they play, where the uh, where the uh, Al's great play, facility is because uh, it, it's there. It's a it's a thousand years old, refurbished. Was, yeah, right downtown, and so they built it up, and, it, and it's it's not that far from like St. Catherine Street and all that. So it's a great location. Like if you have to go to the Big O, if you haven't been for it, like you're taking like a like a subway, aren't you taking like a train yeah. to get there? Yeah, I, I've been to the Big O a couple of times for a couple Eastern finals and and stuff like that when I was kind of living out east. Or more east, I guess, Ottawa area. Um, it's uh, you know you stay downtown because that's where you should stay in Montreal. Yeah. And then See what he you, did there. If you have yep. to go to the Big O, it's at least a twenty-five minute drive. Oh, yeah. I've been to and and it wasn't just Shapery and and Super Sex. I went to like a really shitty one, and <laughs> and I was with my buddy Dave Laurie. So my another Mike and Dave. My yeah. whole life is just yeah. filled with Mike and that's Dave. That's true, right from birth. And uh, they're like. <laughs> What what is uh what's that place you went to? I think it had plastic on the windows. Yeah, I don't know what the real name is it, but people are calling it Mike and Dave Sex Club. <laughs> Buddy, didn't you just get back with your wife after being separated for six and a half years? Yeah, what's your point? Yeah, it's still it's a club. You got yeah, so you're, just, you I'm have just, a member. I'm a tourist. I'm just helping out the uh, <laughs> the economy. Uh, but looking at baseball last night, I mean, look. I don't know what the American League Central's doing. I don't. I don't. Every day, it's Groundhog Day. Let's see what Cleveland's record is. Oh, I see, it's still five hundred. Like, what are they? What are they doing? You've got Minnesota, who's who's a game and a half back at at eighteen twenty one. So I can't even talk about the Central. Uh, you see two powerhouses in New York and Boston going at it on a nightly basis. Uh, kind of a, a cool story. But to me, it's the West, Dave. So you had uh, Verlander going in, and he was just. Amazing last night. Yes, he was. He beats the Angels. They have a two-game lead. But that thing is going to be, that is just dynamite, some great storylines. And for the Angels, who, for Angel fans, for the first time in, because they've had potential for, what, f- five years? Six years? Yeah. and they, and they won About a, the same time the Blue Jays did. Yeah. They did. Yeah. And they won a World Series in early 2000s. And it's, you know, they've had the same consistency of a, of a payroll that's always in the top. 10. Yeah, uh, yeah. They pay their players. They they go out and buy. They make a lot of mistakes that way. <clears throat> Josh Hamilton. And, uh, and you know what? It, but uh, but now it's they're starting to get some of their younger guys. They get Otani in the offseason yeah. after that big sweepstakes. They'll be in the postseason. I, we're just not sure where exactly they fit in. And, and it's the kind of team that, uh, you know, it isn't a very old team outside of Albert Pujols. So, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, right now, good race. Even the Seattle Mariners, which get crushed by the Robinson Cano suspension, the Seattle Mariners are like a okay half game out of second place with the Angels, and now they lose their star second yeah. baseman for the next eighty games. Yeah, I don't massive. I don't know if if I'm taking a look at the, the current races with the turn. You know, with the, I mean, I guess if you took Otani out or something. I mean, I, I don't know. You'd have to, but again, he's unproven. But you know what, uh, Robinson Cano, don't you know? That's right. You know what he's capable of doing, and for a Seattle team that was like they're they're in it, like they're they're they're, they're, they're for sure wild card conversation, and that guy gets taken out for, well, now that you're sitting at forty some odd game, like the rest of three quarters of the season, like he's going to be back. Just but are you still August, in the playoffs? September, yeah. but are you still in the playoffs at that point? Yeah, he's yeah. a bona fide big huge, big time player for that. Yeah, yeah, and on a on a team that went after and stole a free agent from the Yankees. Yeah, those Yankees. 
he's he's supposed to hit in the middle of the lineup. He's kind of like one of their leaders, and then out the door, massive. That uh, that that is a story, and, and again, if they can if they can hang, but the problem is again for them, Houston, Los Angeles. But if we're talking wild card, then I guess the people who have been the happiest about this were probably the Toronto Blue Jays. I, would, I think the Blue Jays were probably the, the, clapping their hands the moment they heard that happen. Uh, the Blue Jays win last night. They pound uh, the Mets. But once again, I think the Blue Jays story, if we're going to talk about it, then it's going to, that conversation, let's pick it up again at the end of what, August? Sure. Beginning of September, because that's really the only time that you would talk about, I think, teams in that position. Uh, and again, for Seattle to lose uh, Cano and maybe be, you know, the, the thing that takes them down, then the Blue Jays would be the happiest team about that. Should be, yeah, because yeah. they're they're kind of in the dog hunt. Like I, I'm, I'm guessing, and I don't think it's anybody's. You know, this isn't a wild guess or anything. But Boston, New York makes the postseason. One will be a division winner. Mm-hmm. One will be the wild card. So after that, Toronto's only hope is that second wild card. Yeah, correct. And you're looking at Angels or Astros. Whoever doesn't win that West. Nobody in the central, yeah. Mariners, and maybe that's about it. I think I think that is it. Because I don't think you're sitting there going, "We're threatened by the Oakland A's." Because if you are, then you probably shouldn't be part of this no, conversation then, then, then to begin with. No, no. So, so it's 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 not looking that bad for Toronto, but you know, you get the feeling that they're going to be the third team, not the second team, and third team doesn't qualify. Well, once you start looking at just some of the numbers, so in the way in which teams are winning. So if someone said, yeah, but seven and a half back, it's only, you know, we're only we're talking like mid-May. Yeah, but, but, but reading is some of the numbers. So the Blue Jays' differential yep. is plus six. The Bo Sox are plus 66, and the Yankees are plus 65. They're bombing people. A little bit of a difference. You know, right? and, and I just think that at some point, the Blue Jays probably this year are not uh, that conversation. You're watching RawMikeRichards.com either on the website or on the dedicated YouTube channel. We love that. If you want to subscribe, just click where my head is, right at the bottom there, right where you say you see our title sponsors, DKI. Just click on that, and away you go. Um, you talked yesterday about uh, the Olympics. Yes. As we said, Dave has called, uh, oh, man, I don't know. Three. Three events? You got it. Or, th- or three Olympics? But three Olympic Games, yeah. But you've, you've, how many events have you called? Different oh, kinds of events. Uh, five or six, probably? Yeah, at least. At least I'm trying to think. Um, but let's just say five or six. Yeah five, yeah. five or six in all the different Olympics. Yeah, that's fair. So you've seen these facilities. I personally, I've never been to an Olympics game, Olympic Games. I, I've never seen as the Olympics are going on looking at the facilities that they participate in. We talked about Rio yesterday. Woof. Now, this is just a brief sort of picture, but what you're going to notice is just the emphasis, I mean, the monies that went into the, and this, I believe this is the uh, sort of the Aqua Center that, that we're going to see first. It looks beautiful. The water's amazing. The sky, I mean, this is the way they did it. So they will show you the then and the now. What oh, is no. the, I'm not sure who these, this is, is this by tech something or uh, whatever? It doesn't matter. But this is what happens when you're financially really not capable of carrying on uh, facilities once the Olympics are over. Get a load of the then and now. Look how beautiful, gorgeous, blue sky, water matches it. Stunning facility. That was in 2016 and now. That looks like 
ancient Roman ruins where apparently they either had orgies or, I don't know, mud fights. That is disgusting. Folks, that's just two years ago. Look at, look, look at the garbage it's turned into. That was a stadium. That was a stadium. They've done nothing with it. No. Okay, so there, there's overlooking what was the soccer pitch, which they held the uh, the Olympic events in. Now opening ceremonies. Opening closing, ceremonies. Yep. Now it's just closing, closed. Look at that, just sitting there, Dave. Those are obviously the luxury seats. But you can tell. Garbage turned over. The state of the pitch is disgusting. And, and this is in a football nation. That's what that's what kills me. You couldn't think of anything in Rio where you could actually use this as a facility for your professional league? Or? Sure, the national team. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a ghost town, which is what most of these venues have turned into. But quite frankly, the infrastructure is corrupt. Yes. Uh, the monies are just, they're, they're, they're devoid of any sort of ability to financially prop themselves out, as this is one of the poorest. Look at that. Again, another Aqua Center where, where it's just an absolute reflection of the slums that, what do they call them, favelas? You know, the, 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 the barrios where they, where they live. It's just, it's really hard to see, even from just the human perspective, not even the financial or the, or the sports. A garbage pit. Good choice of music too, Mike. Yeah, I uh, wrote this last night. Oh, very good. The Macarena. I think that was the stadium where apparently no one did that dance. No. All those millions of dollars and just ends up being a complete a complete waste. And the one thing is that I, I find interesting as uh, you get a little bit older, when Toronto put in the Olympic bid, mm. and I was like, yeah, that would be amazing. And then you saw the breads, not circuses people. I'm like, get them out of, get them out of here. Because what they were talking about was this. <laughs> now, we saw what it was like for the, what was it, the, uh, what did we have a couple of years uh, ago? Pan Am Games. The Pan Am Games. So yeah. I, I didn't get a chance, I didn't go to uh, the venue. You didn't? No. No, me neither. All I know is that the highways, and and, and again, that's just a fraction of the, of, of the numbers of people. That would have come if it was an Olympics, Dave. I don't know what the actual number would be compared to yeah. Olympics, but would have been a fraction. Minor a fraction. compared, yeah. Even the number of athletes that they brought. I remember when the American team came out, I was like, I don't recognize anybody. No, it's like their C roster. I'm like, I think Russell's in there. <laughs> what Russell, are you doing wearing Russell, that you get out of there, you. <laughs> but but, but, but I, I'm thinking an Olympics. I mean, just uh, so I, true. And and those people, I mean, around the world that 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 had put up these fights, I mean, uh, as I said, we mentioned Greece, but you didn't go through. I think the only one, and again, but but some of them are borderline third world countries. Yeah, London's not, and London, well, West Ham, the Hammers, they got the big uh, Olympic yeah, stadium, and that's where Usain Bolt won those multiple gold medals. Yeah, I, I mean, so. I think they would have an understanding. I mean, in Calgary, those things have all been used, but sure they have. But but right now, you've got to be insane. On top of that, we mentioned that the fourteen percent off the top that the IOC used to take about twenty three three years ago, seventy five percent. So extortion, like it's just to me, it's it's disgusting. So you want the Olympics? You go ahead. Uh, also on our radar today, uh, I don't know why this came up. I've talked a couple times about uh, the, when I had to see Rudy Rudiger speak. 
<laughs> this guy's talking about the milkman, eh? It's just so milk in this story for everything's, life. Everything's intense. I think it was the CYO, the Catholic Youth Organization. They put on a Hamilton in the Mountain at Carmen's. Yep. A good friend, JC Campos. Yep. PJ uh, Mercanti. Quality you know, so place. Just yep. awesome. And then so I usually go. I usually do a bit sometimes, you know, depending on what I have to do there. But Rudy Rutterguard, so everyone's like, ah, Rudy, Rudy. What you gotta do is when you get up in the morning, you gotta get, you gotta get, make sure you get your cereal. You get your cereal and make sure you cut your fruit. You gotta always have fruit. Fruit, fruit has vitamin C. So you cut strawberries. You cut. He's just going on and on. He's just like, really? Oh, I never heard him speak. So, so I was like, screw this. So I go outside and light up a cigar. And who do I see? No. The McMaster head basketball coach doing the same thing. No. So I said, <laughs> I said, I didn't think I'd see you, see you out here. Puff, puff, puff. He's like, huh. Puff, puff, puff. I wasn't waiting for lunch. <laughs> you gotta take the baloney. You gotta slice the baloney. It was just—it's just too much. The, the the story, as it goes, is how this guy was probably that intense, didn't deserve really to be on on a, a Division One football roster. And the story, the romantic story of how he gets it, how he goes. So I'm gonna show you if you've never seen it before, the real footage of Rudy Rudiger, the play against Georgia Tech. I think it was Georgia Tech. And he, he gets in in the last 28 seconds, the last, the last play of the game. He comes off sort of the, uh, comes off the edge, who knows on there, and he kind of, with another guy, they kind of knock the quarterback down, falls down. This is what it really looks like. Here's the real play of Rudy Rudiger's big sack moment. Well, Georgia Tech fell behind and unable to pass. They've just been unable to get back in this game. Rudy Allen drops to throw. They're going to get him. They do back at the 14. Okay, can you see that? So two guys come in. Rudy's part of that uh, coming off the edge. The first guy in. Here it comes again. Here's the replay. So you see. And now the clock ticks off the final seconds. The gun sounds. And Notre Dame with its most impressive win. Okay, so I didn't hear any... Rudy, Chance? No. I never heard the announcers talking about uh, Rudy. Nope. And I saw two guys sort of come at the same time. R- was Rudy in on the tackle? Yeah, might have been the first one there. Yep. Now let's go to the Hollywood version of that last moment of Notre Dame and Georgia Tech, this time Hollywood style. A walk-on subject of a future article yesterday in the newspaper, The Observer... After toiling for Bam. two years and partying All right. field and... Go get it, kid! Rudy! Oh, look at the parents. They can't, the crowd can't believe it. The music. Russell Graham story. Oh. Rudy! Rudy! What are you doing? He's on special teams now, Dave. I usually like my special teams player to run the gaps a little harder than that, but <laughs> now there's only seven seconds left to go, Dave. Channing Rudy. What do I do? Stay out there, you. The music. Here comes the. Here we go. Look at the janitor. Oh, it's on by. And 
He's the only Notre Dame player to hit on that tackle. Oh. No, no, we just saw the real one. No, that solo tackle, I guess. Yeah. And and the crowd. The Georgia Tech coach can't believe it. I told you to cover him. Who is he? And then, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I gaff. Which version? Do, what version do you like better? <laughs> well, in the other one, Dave, I believe we showed that clip for about eight and a half seconds. Yeah, not even. Seemingly, that was about four minutes. Yeah. Rudy, you're the best, even though you were undersized and you stuck with a program and they kept changing the coaches. You still made the sack on the final game of your career. Yeah. That's a smart crowd to do that in unison. That is a smart crowd. Oh, kill me. Yes, kill me. (laughs) You're taking cornflakes. You're going to make sure you put bananas on them. Shut up. Shut up. You couldn't hang around a guy like that. No. You couldn't. You know who, you know what those guys are like. We've all played sports at a certain level, and there was the one guy who really wasn't quite good enough, but he he rooted it. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I, that I'm not apologizing. I'm saying sorry, but I'm really not that sorry. No. Uh, you're watching rawmikerichards.com. The or, Joey Votto of uh, yeah. video podcasting. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what we're saying. Uh, football, as we mentioned, just around the corner. Speaking of... Uh, Real retribution. Yes. Now, you know when uh, generally they say when, when you pick it off, the defensive team normally, they go head hunting for the quarterback. Oh, like that, yeah. That is very common. But also I would say for Diamond Ferry, who's going to make the uh, interception here for uh, Saskatchewan, like just make sure you keep your head up because there still are offensive linemen. In this particular case, the uh, offensive lineman who plays for the Edmonton Eskimos, his name is Matt O'Donnell. Matt O'Donnell is six foot eleven, three hundred and forty pounds. He was not a fan of the interception, nor apparently Diamond Ferry, who was running down the sideline, property of the Canadian Football League. Looks downfield, jump ball, and that is picked off. Diamond Ferry. Run. Busy today. Run. The interception. Keep running. Now he's got a return. Run. Oh. Don't run. <laughs> what a huge hit by Matt O'Donnell. That's what an offensive Look at the hair. That's what an offensive lineman looks like. Yeah. You can set your watch that to that haircut. That oh, my goodness. He's down. That's 6'11", 340, <laughs> hitting you. That's a, that's a building. In full speed. I think that's shook. Let's show it again. He's trying to regroup there. This is what I love about football. Boy, did you see that crushing hit? Yeah, let's see it again. One shot at this. Right on the sideline. Take one shot yeah. at a hit. Good balance. Go out of bounds. Go out of bounds. Okay, don't. Ooh. Watch. No. Some people say, was it that hard? Uh, when you go backwards and you're the one running? Yes. That is outstanding. And As I understand it now, Diamond Ferry is still on the ground. <laughs> now, this year, I was talking to my brother talking to Scotty and said, this should be a really good CFL year. Oh, yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. I I'm can't gonna... help. That can't start soon enough. Man. So you have the Argos, who a lot of people are like, they weren't the best team. They weren't the best team, but they did win. The... They won the Grey Cup. They did it in remarkable fashion. And for those who are anti-Ricky Ray, including those who thought he was too old, uh, I guess he wasn't. And they win in a town that, quite honestly, turned their back on them. 
it's it's so hard to even sometimes look at the new facility that, that they got that obviously the uh, uh, Toronto FC play. Yep. And nobody showed up. And boy, that was just painful. It didn't bother them, and they went on, they went. So that 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 to me is is interesting. Ottawa's going to be better, and Hamilton has the mystery of all those coaches. Uh, I'm know. very curious. Yeah. Out of all the teams out there right now, obviously I'm a bomber guy, but I really want to see what happens in Hamilton. Me too. That's we I'm, had Jerry Glanville on. It was really interesting, and 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 the majority of the public and a lot of them, of course, of a certain age, are like, "What's the average age of these guys? Ninety? How can they? How can they still be contemporary? <laughs> how can they still coach? Well, I guess we'll find out. So you got Mazzoli, who now is going to be the man. Yes, he was in the last half of that season. I'll tell you what: if Hamilton had gotten the playoffs, uh, I don't think you wanted to play him. So that will be interesting. I guess the question is: what is Montreal going to come up with? Who's playing quarterback? I don't even know who's who's playing quarterback. In Montreal, yeah, that's, I mean, a, that's a great yeah, question. Because they, they signed Josh Johnson, the uh, former Buccaneer, former uh, Giant, former a lot of Viking, uh, and Mike Sherman, the former Green Bay Packers coach, is their head coach. So, so, so we'll see. No, for years they've dominated. So I'm not, I'm not crying for Montreal yet. Not yet. Not yet. Because who knows what they'll come up with? The West is going to be good again. So much pressure on Calgary. There's no other way to put it. You've been the best team in the league for the last, what, five years, and you still cannot come home with the cup. That's a very angry fan base, I would suggest. You know what we'll do maybe uh, starting next week? Uh, we'll we'll start to bring on some CFL guests. Just, see if uh, we can get Dave Dickinson. We, yeah, that would, we be, that would be good. I'd like to get Mike Sherman from the uh, from the Alouettes. I think Chris Walby will make a return to the show because he's uh, – He's a great guy and uh, obviously a big supporter of what we do. Uh, and you know what? I'll, I'll give Paul up police a call too and see if he wants to come on. So Mark Tressman would come on and say, "No, uh, no, we're good. We're good." Hi, Mike. Hi, Dave. Thanks for having me on the show. Would you wear a hat? Do you know what I'm wearing right now? No, 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 <laughs> no. I don't. No, I don't. Mommy, don't. Mommy, don't bother me while I'm on the phone with the guys. I told you, mommy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'd be like, "What do you mean?" Oh, come on. You're not getting why I did that voice when you look at him on the sidelines. Mother, I'm going to the game. No, you're not. Isn't there only one person in the room, Mark? <laughs> What's going on there? Uh, obviously, uh, like the Bombers, where are they fit in in the West? Where do the Bombers fit in the West? Well, right now, according to Sports Interaction, they are uh, number two in the West. It's, uh, it's Calgary number one overall. They're supposed to win again. Where have you heard that before? Uh, uh, and the Bombers are supposed to come in that number two spot. They're fighting it out with the Eskimos. So the West is supposed to win the Grey Cup like it always is supposed to win the Grey Cup. It just doesn't happen that way sometimes because there are teams in the East that want to win it as well. Well, we all know in football it's about the quarterback. You need the, the, the stud quarterback. There's a certain feel to the kinds of guys that would win in that position. Uh, what do you start talking about some of these schools? Like Ventura College. You probably haven't heard of it. They take certain kinds of players. It's a certain kind of program where they try to get guys who didn't go Div 1 or maybe guys are transferring. Red Bull has this thing called Red Bull Pranks. And they say the Ventura College, the way it's set up is that this quarterback that's coming to a camp is a transfer. Hmm. I'm not sure what school they said he was coming from, but what you're going to see they got Jared Goff. This is pretty cool. <laughs> to wear like a like a dude sort of wig. They dress him up, you, and the other the, some of the I don't know if the coaches. I mean, I think some of the coaches they, they have to know, right? Because the uh, the transfer, but the players don't. And so this is a camp where guys are really trying to make this team. And this tall, weird looking guy comes on, courtesy and property of Red Bull, 
Here is the Jared Goff, quote-unquote, transfer to Ventura College. Today I'm not Jared Goff, and I'm the transfer. When I was at Cal, the transfers happen all the time. Most time they look a little bit older and have a little bit more experience. I hope I don't scare them too much, you know. I'll feel bad for a second, but uh, no, I, I think they'll be okay once I reveal it. Do I have five minutes to eat my sandwich real quick? No nutrition plan. Let's sling it. Just eating sandwiches. This is just my motto. This is my high school mascot. You know, we won state. And this one just, I thought it looked cool. Look at, the dude. My neck. Look at the hair. Oh, that's too bad. You get that removed. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling they're not going to want to talk to me at all. I'm not going to be very popular. After seeing this, the hair, they have no idea. <laughs> Look at this. This is outstanding. I am Dre Fogue, and I am the transfer. Dre Fogue. <laughs> Decided to try to surprise these kids and give them a little prank. And yeah, I know as much as you. At the same time, kind of nervous. What's up, Dre? How are you? How are you? you? Good to see you. Want yeah. to get a little stadium in, get loose? You want me to run a little bit? Yeah, why don't you run it, and then I'll meet you right over at those, those steps when you get done. You know, there's a new guy coming in. Um, I'm not really sure how I feel about it, but uh, hopefully I can just compete. I want him in. You want me right now? Dre in there right now. You know what you're doing? Yeah, yeah I think I got it. Plan on it at the beginning, trying Ready. to miss, miss some guys pretty badly at first. Ah. Ah, come on. Blame it on something that has nothing to do with it. See, I normally what happens is the hair falls down on my right side. So I like the right side of the field. that like, come sometimes out for me. I just had to get warm real quick. I had to get warm. All these cameras normally out here? They're doing some dang documentary. What's his name? 15? That's, that's Brock. He's the starter right now. Come on, man. I want to scare him a little bit. I want to get those quarterbacks a little nervous. Were you the punter? No, I'm, I'm a quarterback. Oh. I get disrespected by that. That's my quarterback. Well, then good. Then go play for him. What's his name, Colby? He asked if I was the punter. That's so disrespectful. Whoa! Gotta make that play. Really strong arm. A couple inches taller, you'd add that. I'm gonna have to back it up a little bit. Yeah. I'm just getting warm a little bit, so let's back it up. Back it yeah, up, yeah. back it up. Uh, at some point, I'm gonna throw it like over everybody's head. Watch. Oh, yeah. Catches out here. It's gonna be fun to be in character for however long it is. Hey, what's up, man? Sorry, hey, I'm Dre. Uh, what's your name? Dom. Dog. Dom. Thirteen, any good? You talking about the quarterback? Yeah. They both pretty good though. So I mean, it ain't what was y'all's record last year though? That's why I'm here. Right? <laughs> what you mean? We still got solid quarterbacks though. It ain't gonna, it ain't gonna be handed till you got work for it, baby. Outside, I'm right here. All right, hey, you, you fast? Yeah. I got you. All right, ball's coming. Yeah, here we go then, Mr. Speedster. Come on. Got one, finally. RB. He gave you a gift, B1 quarterback. You see that throw against cover two, put it right in there? I haven't had a guy do that in a while. There you go. Good shot. There you go. There you go. Yes, sir. There you go. Hey, bring it up for a second. Hurry up. We're going to bring in the best players we can bring in. I don't freaking care if I brought in an NFL quarterback. You guys have to compete. So with that being said, that's exactly what I did today. I brought in an NFL quarterback. Come on up here, Jared. Are you kidding me? Oh. 
Once, once again, courtesy of uh, Red Bull. That's awesome. Those are great. Love Dr- those. Dre Fog. <laughs> like he, he wouldn't even. He wouldn't even, th- he wouldn't even think about it. That's an outstanding uh, bit. And uh, hey, college football, not uh, that far and, away. And, and Russell's told me that Fog is actually golf. Uh, reversed. Yes, yeah. yeah, Russell. I know. Russell picked that out. He's really good with that stuff. Yep. True. By the way, before we go. <laughs> Before we go, it's sunny. I was going to play like like one of the sunny, uh, you know, bands. Sure. One of the sun's David Lee Roth song. Like California Girls to me is sunshine. But also there was some uh, the band. I th- I don't know if they had more than two hits. They certainly had one. Y and T, Summertime Girls, Summertime Girls. Okay. Yeah, you'd know it's it's, it's a great yep. one. But we're not going to end with that. We're going to go the opposite way. Instead of uh, ending on an emotional high to 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 get you ready for. Uh, you know what? What might be a great long weekend for you? I decided to go the other way. This is for all the guys. I give you real helicopter crashes. Oh, you like this? Oh. I said. I said only when I say when. Looking good. We're looking good. We are lift off. We are. Yeah. <laughs> Watch this. Ooh. And now. I mean, oh, I mean, not now. Look at that. Son, I'm going to have to fail you on landing. It's <laughs> a couple million dollars yeah. worth of product. That's a, that's a fail. Ooh. Look at the props flying all over the place. No, on, on the waters. You, you know this is going to be good. <laughs> that Lindsay? See, see, right there, I would stop and get out. Let me out. Is that Lindsay Lohan uh, with flying lessons? Here's one I think, okay, this has got to be military. He's going to be good. Okay, we got to bring it down in 7195. Nope. Oh, no. Shit. Shit. God, saying shit. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay, you should not be flying. You, you... Oh, he missed the boat. <laughs> yeah, don't try to get out of the water that way. Stop. Oh, please stop. Oh. Russell! Russell! Would you be standing there if there were those people? Nope. 
this, this looks good. You're looking good. You are looking good. One nine or five. What are you doing? I can't see him. That's one way to trim the trees. I tell you, do it. Would you really want to be in a helicopter? No. no. Have you ever been in one? I've never been in one. Me neither. Even like Niagara Falls? No, nothing like that. Not no. with uh, Foster Brooks driving. <laughs> We'd like to thank you for watching today, and tomorrow our guest will be the legendary Scott Taylor. That's right. I wonder what his take on the Jets is going to be. I think he's going to say what a lot of people would say. Yeah, I see it going back two games apiece. Because if they win this one, let's say the Jets won. Are you still saying it's going back two games apiece? I think I am. Yeah. <laughs> I think no matter what, you're saying it's going back tied. Let's get ready to so join us tomorrow. Maybe I'll have some picks. But uh, this is the time of year where, boy, you can look hard to find them. I don't know if I'm going to feel comfortable betting on NBA basketball either. Just look at last night's Rockets game. Well, I'm sure it'll be tight. I mean, they're two very evenly matched teams. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, God, one of them's not trying. Assholes. See you tomorrow.